Are you tired of hip belt pockets that don't fit your phone or dislocating your shoulder in an effort to reach your water bottle? Well, Chicken Tramper Ultralight Gear, known on trail as Sea Tug, has the solution for you. Sea Tug was started by two engineers that are dirtbags at heart. They are located in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, and all Sea Tug gear is made in Michigan. Their shoulder strap gear will attach to any backpack to carry these items and keep them within reach. For instance, the water bottle sleeve, weighing just 1.6 ounces, attaches to your pack strap, making it uber convenient to grab your water bottle. This encourages you to stay properly hydrated on trail, maximizing your hiking potential. The shoulder strap phone pocket offers this same convenience for your phone, so you can quickly confirm your location via GPS app, snag that epic wildlife shot, or simply to keep up with your favorite backpacking podcast. SeaTug offers a variety of gear specifically catered to long-distance backpackers, in addition to the shoulder strap accessories, including hiker wallets, fanny packs, backpacks, and more. To save 15% off Sea Tug gear, head to chickentrampergear.com and use code TREK15 at checkout. That's TREK15, the number 15, at chickentrampergear.com for 15% off. This code applies to all their gear, excluding backpacks and camera bags. Again, the code is TREK15 at chickentrampergear.com. Trekkers, for those who've listened to previous seasons of Trail Correspondence, you likely recognize this voice. I am Zach Davis, known on trail as Badger. I am the founder at The Trek and have served as the host of Trail Correspondence for the first three seasons of this show's existence. For new listeners of the podcast, let me tell you a little bit about the premise of the show. Trail Correspondence is a teleportation machine to the trail in audio form. We select a handful of thru-hikers on the Appalachian Trail, Pacific Crest Trail, and Continental Divide Trail to give us a glimpse into the wild world of long-distance backpacking. Through their eyes, ears, and vocal cords, we learn all about the highs, lows, and nitty-gritty details that go into a half-year cross-country trek. Trail correspondence is the next best thing to being on trail yourself. We took a hiatus on this podcast last year simply because I no longer had the time required to do this show the justice that it deserved. This was a massive bummer to me because I truly love trail correspondence and based on the emails, DMs, and comments from listeners of this show, it's clear that I was in very good company. As of just a couple months ago, it looked like we were on a trajectory to miss yet another season of this podcast when an angel descended from some majestic mountain summit by the name of Kenneth Pereiro, a.k.a. Moron. Kenneth's name may sound familiar to you because he was a former trail correspondent himself from our inaugural season. Well, it turns out not only is Moron a skilled hiker and trail correspondent, he's also got some serious chops on the audio production side of things as well. I am very happy to report that Trail Correspondence Season 4 is fully in motion and will be led by Moron himself. I would say that you're in good hands here, but that's not doing it justice. I feel confident saying that Season 4 will be our best season yet, as Kenneth brings a unique combination of knowledge of the thru-hiking culture, experience on the other side of the fence of the Trail Correspondence production, and the requisite audio chops to pull this all together. 
I'm going to shut up and pass the mic to our guy, your host of season four of this podcast now. But before I do, I just want to say thank you to all of the loyal listeners who have stuck with us throughout all of these years. Your enthusiasm was the fuel that's launching this rocket back into orbit. We will do our best to exceed your expectations with this latest season of the podcast. Thanks for that glowing introduction, Zach. Big shoes to fill, but I'll endeavor to make us all proud. Firstly, yes, you heard right. Moron is my trail name. I was gifted this wonderful moniker during my 2019 through hike by a shuttle driver named Atlas. I was in the market for a self-deprecating trail name that would force me into a daily practice of humility, and I got exactly what I was looking for. Atlas informed me, in the midst of a somewhat ambivalent and spirited ribbing, couldn't make heads or tails if he hated my guts or genuinely cared about my hike, that one needs to unite three elements of their personhood in order to make it from Georgia to Maine. These are, he told me, the spirit, the mind, and the body. At this point, 70 miles into the trail, Atlas was convinced that I was relying too heavily on my body. It's people like you, morons, he barked at me, who think you can just come out to the trail and run all the way to Katahdin. Sometimes teachers take on familiar forms, and I think this lesson may have had someone with a different constitution bristle and certainly discount his words, but the trail can be funny like that. I've often thought to myself that the trail has moments of dark, somewhat twisted humor. The trail certainly provides, but its methods of delivery can vary wildly from comical to cruel. I walked back to the trail after being berated with a great nugget of wisdom and the best trail name I could have ever asked for. I did manage to make it all the way to the Big K that season and found that post-trail, I was fully ready to throw myself into a full-time pursuit of human-powered travel and adventure seeking. It's a tale as old as time. My experience on the Appalachian Trail led me to sell my house, sell my car, and part with almost all of my worldly possessions. Since my transformative and revelatory brush with the Appalachian Trail, I have biked the Blue Ridge Parkway and Skyline Drive, completed the Long Trail, biked cross-country from Virginia to Oregon, hiked and biked from Key West to Pensacola on a very non-traditional version of the Florida Trail, biked through the desert from eastern Texas to the California coast, and most recently hiked from Alabama via the Pinhoti Trail to the Appalachian Trail, from there to the Canadian border, and then back south to Pennsylvania, where I returned to my steel steed and then biked from there back to my home base in North Georgia. Podcasting has been there for me through all of my adventures. I revere this medium, which is why when I was presented with the opportunity to help create this season of trail correspondence, I couldn't say yes fast enough. In no small part, I can certainly thank trail correspondents for aiding me in my first thru-hike. I had publicly announced my intentions and was broadcasting my accountability to the world. More than just being a highly textured means of documentation, for instance, you can hear the soft pitter-patter of rain, the howling gust of wind as it rips through your vestibule, and the full spectrum of experiential tonality in your own voice, from elation to despair. I've always turned to podcasting as a form of personal therapy, reflection, and growth, which is why I created the Book of Moron, my own podcast. My show is a daily account from my most recent seven-month, 4,400-mile journey that aimed to capture a small slice of trail life each day. I envisioned my trek to have a narrative arc, and its main character, me, certainly went through a lot of change during its duration. So, if any of the above has piqued your interest, feel free to find The Book of Moron on your favorite podcast app, or in the episode's show notes. That's a little about me, and speaking of introductions, let's get to know the real stars of the show. But before jumping in, a quick word of warning, as some of these clips discuss difficult themes and contain language that some may find hard to listen to. Listener beware. With that in mind, it is my pleasure to introduce your 2023 Trail Correspondence.
My name is Abby. Trail name is to be determined. I don't have one yet. Um, I'm 26 and I'm currently reporting to you from the south coast of England. I live just on the outskirts of the South Downs National Park in West Sussex, uh, about an hour south of London, right on the beach and also in the countryside. It's, it's beautiful and wonderful. Um, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. So career and school-wise, I did my degree in biochemistry at uh, one of the London universities called King College, but I quite quickly realised that I couldn't and didn't want to spend the next few years of my life post-university working in a lab, which is probably where, where that I would have you know when my trajectory would have gone um staring at walls and computer screens and petri dishes um i really love the subject matter um i specialized in genetics and protein structure um but i realized that that wasn't going to be my my life i'm very interested in the subject matter but it became it's become a hobby and something i just keep up to date with as such rather than obsessing over every single day so after uh, university I did a little twist over to the restaurant industry uh, where I've been working for the last few years I'm currently running a fine dining restaurant uh, nestled at the foot of a massive castle in the South Downs which is as stereotypically English as you can pretty much imagine if you imagine a beautiful English uh, old town with a castle. That's pretty much where I am working. Um, and I absolutely love it. I'm super, super passionate about food and wine and the hospitality industry. Um, and I have this wonderful community that the job and the town in particular where I work has allowed me to foster. It's, it's wonderful. And I'm actually really sad to be leaving both the job and the town for six months. Um, it's a really conflicting feeling. I'm sad to be leaving, but I also am excited, <laughs> obviously, um, because I'm setting out this year to hike the Pacific Crest Trail northbound uh, in oh, five, six weeks of time. Um, I'm starting uh, in first end of the first week of April, um, and I'm so excited to spend all this time outdoors in a completely unfamiliar environment, um, especially the desert. I've only ever driven through the desert of Southern California on the way to other places. Um, and I'm so excited to just let go of modern life and the trials and tribulations and just fully succumb myself to the to the hiking hiking life. Um, my backpacking experience on really long trips is fairly light. The first really long trail that I, I've ever done was um, the John Muir Trail in the summer of 2022. Um, I went northbound on that as well from Cottonwood Pass. I summited Mount Whitney on day three and then proceeded to suffer from uh, what you would deem mild altitude sickness, but it didn't feel very mild um, for the rest of the first stretch. Forrester Pass and Kirasaj Pass have both been blessed with me throwing up on the side of the trail multiple times. Sorry, trail. Um, I'm at sea level at home in the UK, so despite spending the night camping at 10,000 odd feet before starting and taking Diamox to try and mitigate that risk. Um, it's not surprising that I suffered, really. I'm a little bit concerned about this going into the PCT, but realistically, it's it's not a really big fear to worry about. The slower ascent, ascent up to the Sierras should mean that I'm able to acclimatise properly by the time I'm reaching the really high passes. Um, I'm so excited to revisit the bits of trail I've covered before. Um, and to see them in a completely different way. I mean, given the snowpack at the moment, it's probably going to be 
very much covered in snow by the time I get there compared to the beautiful idyllic warm weather I experienced in the summer. Um, in terms of hiking at home in the UK, I've done obviously nothing as long as that, but my local long distance trail as such is the South Downs Way, um, which is about 100 miles long from the town of Winchester to Eastbourne through beautiful rolling hills and farmlands and country parks. It's, it is beautiful. Um, I've hiked the whole thing in sections. Um, I've never actually done it all in one go, but my first overnight solo backpacking trip, I did half of it. Um, in one go last summer, um, in about 26 hours, I did one night, um, 50 miles. I was so nervous about wild camping because it's illegal in the UK, technically. Um, but you, you know, there's ways around that, that I, I hardly slept. And so I just kept hiking as soon as the sun rose and, and it, yeah, it didn't take me very long. And I suffered quite a lot after doing 50 miles in 26 hours or something, whatever it was. Um, so we won't be making that mistake again as a PCT warm up this year. We'll just keep it, keep it casual. Um, I've, I've chosen to hike the PCT in particular because it's, it's been on my mind for a while. Um, I, after reading and watching films and all the typical things, I really became interested in it again, uh, during the COVID lockdowns, watching in particular Eleanor Osborne's, um, YouTube series that she did of I think a twin 2019 through hike um but I didn't really consider that it was an achievable thing for me which sounds silly now but at the time I didn't until I met my dear friend uh trail name is Necktie who had we met at work and he'd hiked the PCT over a couple of years a few quite a few years prior and he's the same age as me and we're from the same area and we've had a very similar life in a lot of ways and so I realised, you know, if, if he can do it, then there's no real reason why I can't do it. Um, and I know you shouldn't need other people's validation to believe in yourself or whatever, uh, but sometimes it helps. And he's been really instrumental in my planning and so, so, so supportive of me. And I'm I'm grateful for his friendship generally, but especially um, in helping me get my head around this massive adventure recently. I've never been to Oregon or Washington either, so I'm really excited and hope that I, I make it far enough to explore and discover those states on foot. Um, the PCT has just been this massive itch that I've needed to scratch in my brain, really. And whilst the other long trails appealed to me too, I mean, I have the same initials as the AT, and ever since I realised that, I think that a hike of that's going to have to happen at some point. Um, but I really wanted to have the PCT be my first proper long through hike. Um, I'm really excited to push myself physically. I know I can do it. I can know I can do the tough climbs. Like I said, I've done the JMT. I know that I, that's a pretty tough section in terms of mountainousness. Um, but I'm excited to see how my body sort of changes and gets stronger, hopefully, <laughs> during this intense, really intense period of exercise. Um, and then subsequently part of that, I'm so excited to eat lots of food <laughs> because food and restaurants are obviously very important to me in my life. But also I just want to see if I can surprise myself or not surprise myself, but impress myself with the sheer volume of food that I hope to consume um, because American portions are no joke. And I cannot wait. So that's a little a little bit about me and where I'm at now. Um, I have four weeks left to work. And then it's trail time.
I am Abby Evans. I am 22 years old and a queer backpacker. I go by the pronoun she, her, and they, them. And I also just graduated from Virginia Tech. Go Hokies. And I currently work for Virginia Tech and have for the past 10 months or so um, as a marketing and communications coordinator for the Blackwood Department of Real Estate. Um, But I did recently put in a notice because I will be through hiking the Appalachian Trail this year, which is strange to say (laughs) because it's less than a month away and I have been just fixating on it for so long, but now it's actually right around the corner and it's terrifying, but also really exciting. And I, my backpacking experience is I pretty much go around the Virginia Triple Crown loop a bunch uh, with friends and solo. Um, I really enjoy just going out there and meeting a bunch of different people and especially greeting the through hikers when they come through in the summer. It's a lot of fun. And that's kind of what convinced me that I needed to do it this year because every time I would ask all of them for their opinion, like, oh, I just started this job. Like, I don't really know. They'd all, they'd all be like, you need to through hike. Like, there's no doubt. And they just seemed so alive and just so happy to be out there. I mean, it was a sunny day and it wasn't raining, (laughs) but I'm sure the answers would still be similar even if it was. So I also like to write a lot of poetry um, and a goal of mine is to continue to write while I'm out through hiking. Uh, And I usually write little bits of prose and poetry just about my just small occurrences that happen in my daily life. And it's fulfilling to me to try and capture a snapshot of a certain moment in time because it helps it become more clear and transparent. And there's something really satisfying about just like getting the emotions and circumstances down in like a hundred to 500 words and then being able to share that with someone and then being able to connect over it. And I think that's really exciting and really fun. And it also just helps you practice gratefulness for just being alive and existing in general and just kind of taking a moment to appreciate the ability to feel really intense emotions over like something mundane happening, like seeing a cute cat run up to you on the sidewalk. (laughs) And I mean, or even horrible emotions like going through a breakup. It just helps you to realize that like, yeah, like you'll continue to have this endless stream of consciousness and feelings throughout your entire life. And you might as well be present to experience it. I'm glad that you're here. So that has a lot to do with why I'm hiking, because I'm just really grateful to be alive and have the privilege to through hike. And I'm just really pumped to get out there and meet a bunch of different people from all walks of life and also to walk along this trail that hundreds of thousands of people before me have walked on like and it's really interesting because I'm like a huge book nerd when it comes to all that stuff so I've read like a bunch of different books on through hiking and people's experiences, even Bill Bryson's, even though I couldn't even get through that book, to be quite honest. Um, But it's, it's just really interesting um, to know that 
all of these people who have written about it have hiked along the same trail and it's kind of like still a sense of connection from that trail. So I think it'll be fun. And I will share a poem with you all. Um, big surprise. <laughs> Just about my excitement to through hike. I see signs to through hike in the Virginia Appalachian Trail license plates with the reflective silhouette of McAfee's knob shining in traffic and on quarters on street corners with a silver Georgia peach on the back in open windows breathing spring into my room. In my backyard, the rain taps on my tent when I sit inside and I can pretend I'm already on the trail. The little taps are persistent melody reminding me it's time to come home. Come home to the white blazes and eastern Fs. Come home to mayapple blossoms and wild blueberries. Come home to your muddy body and earthen mind. Come home, come home, come home. So, yeah. I'm also really nervous to get out there. Um, one of my main fears is how my body is going to hold up. Just because I recently, um, at the start of January, ran uh, 50K with a friend. And while that was a ton of fun, it also made me realize how uh, kind of the dichotomy of my mind and body and how much I really need to make them work together. Uh, because believe it or not, <laughs> my 22 year old mentality that like oh my body will just adjust like ah it'll bounce back like oh it doesn't always bounce back and right now my hip flexor is pretty strained but it's getting better and it should be better by the time I start and it needs to start flexing again <laughs> so I think it was just definitely a lesson learned in how important it is to take it slow and respect your body and really listen to it when it's telling you something hurts because it probably means it does hurt and you should take a little time off. So, yep, that is pretty much it from me. Um, I'm excited to get out there and excited to meet some new people. Happy trails, and this is Abby Evans signing off. Hey, y'all. This is Allie, aka Appalachian Adventurista. I am currently actually getting over a bit of a head cold, so I'm going to try not to <laughs> break into a cough while I'm chatting here, but I'm currently uh, just kind of strolling around on my property. I have some new ultra lone peaks that I am in the process just today, actually, of starting to break in so that my feet are accustomed to the, the new updated pair that I just got for trail. But like I said, my name is Allie. I think to start, I just want to give some background as to who I am to help you guys have an idea of my person and the way that my brain works and the background that has led me to <laughs> recording for trail correspondence and hiking the Appalachian Trail. So I am in my mid-20s. I live in Western North Carolina, 
around Asheville. I've lived in four different counties out here, so I just kind of county and ridge hop <laughs> throughout my life. But currently I'm north of Asheville, um, and I'm situated pretty close to the Black Mountain Range. I can actually see Mount Mitchell out my back door, which um, is such a blessing. I work from home entirely, which is not something I ever thought I would enjoy. I work in clinical research, although my degrees are a bachelor's of science in environmental studies, and I minored in Spanish. I have spent my entire life <laughs> uh, exploring the outdoors and hiking, camping, backpacking, fishing, paddling, uh, basically everything except hunting, to be honest, that I could do outside. Um, and I think that a lot of that came from the way that I was raised. I've, um, my family has spent a ton of time um, embracing those kinds of activities. And I, it was really instilled in me at a young age that outside time was recovery time. <laughs> and that was the time that we had to recharge and reconnect and, and connect with the land. My experience with the outdoors, um, you know, reaches pretty far back into my life. I do have a good bit of backpacking experience. Um, I've done backpacking trips up to a week long, although admittedly I have not done anything longer than that. So the through hike that I am about to depart on will be a really interesting challenge. I'm looking forward to seeing the way that my mindset and um, mental health shifts to accommodate that kind of a challenge. Yeah, it just feels uh, a through hike like the Appalachian Trail just feels like a, a pretty big question mark, a big unknown. And I'm really excited. I'm, I'm at a good point in my life to take on a challenge like that and, and embrace that kind of change. Like I said, I work in clinical research, but I don't have a permanent position in that yet. So this was kind of the sweet spot between graduating during a pandemic and heading off to find a career that I could save up and, and disappear, take time off for several months to complete the Appalachian Trail. So this is really the perfect time. So I will be hiking the Appalachian Trail very soon, actually. I'm not on trail yet, but we are down into a day's count at this point. I will be hiking northbound, and I will definitely be in the hiking bubble for the AT. So there will be a lot of people around, but honestly, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to. The social scene is something that I wanted as part of my Appalachian Trail experience. I'm hiking for a lot of reasons. The easy ones, I would say, are just that it's, you know, been a lifelong dream and goal. I've always looked at the Appalachian Trail and thought, oh, one day, one day I'll do that. And now it's one day and it's happening. So it's really kind of a dream coming to fruition. I also uh, have a pretty strong sense of identity in these mountains. Um, as you can kind of tell, I, my entire identity is wrapped up in existence with the Southern Appalachian Mountains. And so, as such, I have considered my identity to be Appalachian. I always felt I was too 
hippie to be Southern and too Southern to be hippie. And what I found is that a lot of the things that made me feel like I, I didn't fit well into those classifications was things like medicine making, caring for the land, um, eco-forestry, things like that. And the more I researched and looked into the the classic Appalachian ways of life, that's exactly what I've been doing. And it it just mimics exactly what I'm looking for in terms of a relationship with the land and cohabitating with the wildlife and the plants and the trees. So I consider myself Appalachian. That said, I recognize that my scope of Appalachia is Southern Appalachia. So as I'm hiking the Appalachian Trail, one of the main things that I'm looking to challenge is that sense of identity. I want to walk the entire length of these Appalachian mountains on which I have based my entire identity. (laughs) And I'm looking forward to that. My only real fears with the trail are that I'm going to have to come off trail for something that is not by choice. So injury or sickness related reasons. But other than that, I'm, I'm looking so forward to this adventure. It feels like it's been such a long time in the making and it feels so fitting and so right for me to be doing right now in my life. Um, I look forward to taking you guys along for the journey. It's going to be, it's going to be a ride (laughs) and we're, we're going to be open and vulnerable for the whole process. Listeners, my name is Angelique Crone, aka Perky, and I'm excited to be part of season four of Trail Correspondence as I hike the Continental Divide Trail. I'm originally from Pennsylvania, and I've been living for about a year and a half now in Princeton, New Jersey, with my partner Samia, where I work as a children's librarian. Samia is working on finishing his PhD, and afterwards, we're going to move somewhere new. So it just seems like it's a time that it makes sense to quit my jobs and hike again. I did through hike the Appalachian Trail in 2018, which is absolutely shocking to think was a half a decade ago now. And I had told myself before that I had as a goal that I was going to through hike the entire Triple Crown before I was 30. Well, I turned 30 in two months, so I'm coming to terms with the fact that that goal is no longer viable. But I can get started on finishing the Triple Crown. (laughs) I'm not sure if I can really call it finishing when I've only done one of three so far, but I'm really excited to live the hiker life again. I'm hoping to have a really different experience this time around. I had a really social hike in 2018. Not that I don't think I will be social or talk to people on the CDT, but I definitely got really caught up in having a tramley on the AT. I only spent probably about, I don't know, the last three or four weeks of the AT hiking by myself. And before then, I was really doing the miles that my family wanted to do. I was 
you know, staying at the campsites that we picked out as a group. And while I love that, and don't get me wrong, I had a great time. I do think that it was really just a liberating feeling at the end of the trail to sort of do more what I wanted to do. And I think also that it's just a good idea, especially, you know, I'm not getting any younger. I think it's a good idea to listen more to my body. I did fracture my elbow when I was on the AT. And I think part of the reason why was I was really pushing my body to do bigger miles. And at the time I was really feeling up to, I was really, really tired. And I do expect fully to be totally exhausted on the CDT. But one thing I'm really hoping to get out of it is to feel a connection with my body. I did feel like I was sort of a team with my body on the AT. Really good feeling. Um, I most of my life have been really overweight and I had lost a lot of weight before starting AT. I'd lost like 145 pounds. And I had spent so much time looking at my body and thinking about my body, but not in ways about necessarily how strong I was or anything like that or what my body could do. It was more about how my body looks. And I think there's something really, really freeing about not looking at yourself in a mirror or barely looking at yourself in a mirror for like four, five, six months. So I'm really excited about that again. What I hope to be looking at and seeing and focusing on instead of how I look is how I feel on the trail and how beautiful the scenery is. I'm absolutely stoked for New Mexico in particular. I It's been a long time since I've spent much time hiking in the desert. I'm really excited for the Wind River Range, Glacier, Yellowstone. Um, The San Juans, obviously, are going to be beautiful. And I'm hoping to see a lot of wildlife, too. So I just am very, very excited about the entire trail. Things that I'm nervous for on the CDT... Yeah, I'm nervous mostly about (laughs) seeing a grizzly bear by myself. Um, I'm nervous about thunderstorms, especially in the San Juans in Colorado. I'm nervous about hiking on snow because I don't have tons of experience with that. So as far as skill set, that's what I'm the most nervous about. Uh, I'm not nervous about a whole lot of stuff on the trail other than that, but I am nervous as far as my body. So I think I mentioned before that I gained a lot of weight since my AT through hike. So on my AT through hike, I was like the smallest I've been in my adult life. I actually gained 15 pounds when I was in the AT. I think most of that went into leg muscle. They are pretty ripped. But the thing I'm nervous about isn't actually whether or not this bigger body of mine is capable of doing the trail. What I'm actually nervous about is losing weight on trail and feeling weak because of it. I don't want to be like, dropping the pounds and feeling exhausted. So I'm nervous about that. So I'm really excited. It's it's March 4th now. So it's around two months till I leave. So I'll fly out on April 26th. Then it's a big relay. So I'll take a flight from Philadelphia to Denver, then from Denver to Tucson. I'll stay there overnight. Then I'll take Amtrak from Tucson to Lordsburg and then stay there overnight. And then the next day I'll take a shuttle 
from Lordsburg to the Mexican border and start hiking. So I'm really excited to tell you guys more about how it goes on trail. And yeah, thanks for listening and coming along for the journey. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Howdy, everyone. This is David Ferrari, trail name Good Soup, reporting in from my parents' basement in Fort Hackinson, Wisconsin. It is currently Saturday, February 18th, and in three days, I will begin my northbound hike of the Appalachian Trail. I'm setting out by myself, but of course, I'll be seeing a lot of people and making friends along the way, I hope. This is the Getting to Know You episode, talking a bit about who I am, my background with backpacking, or lack thereof, and what I'm hoping to get out of the trail. So, a little bit about me. I am 26 years old. I'll be turning 27 on the trail in May. I was born and raised in small town Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin. Went to college in Ripon at Ripon College with a degree of theater with a minor in business management, which has served me well. Since leaving college, I've worked a variety of jobs. I've done stagehand work for live theaters. I've done investment operations at wealth management firm. And my personal favorite is I've been an on and off part-time employee at a comic shop where I specialize in organizing, acquiring, and selling Magic the Gathering cards. As for any job lined up after the trail, that's for post-trail David to figure out. I didn't want someone else's schedule impacting my timeline or make me feel rushed, so we're just going to figure it out after I summit Katahdin. Regarding backpacking experience, there is no backpacking experience. At least there wasn't any when I started out on this about a year and a half ago. Uh, It was July of 2021. I was fed up with my job, knew I wanted to quit, and decided that now would be a good time to hike the trail. I could either go now or I could go when I was retired, but I figured I probably have better control of my knees now than when I'm 60. So that's a bit about why I'm hiking. Uh, It was the good time for me to do it, but as opposed to why I wanted to hike the trail specifically... I've always kind of done what I felt was expected of me. No one ever was, you know, like pointing a big figure being like, you have to do this. But there's just pressure of like, I want to be good for other people. I want to make my family proud, which kind of led me to doing things that didn't necessarily make me feel happy or fulfilled. So the Appalachian Trail has kind of been this kickoff to... I guess cliche the rest of my life where it's like, I'm going to do this one big journey of like, no one else is making me do this. I'm doing it for myself and I'm going to be proud about that. And then we'll see what happens after that. The other factor motivating me to do it right now is that I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease when I was 20. So for the last 
you know, four years after that, uh, I had to deal with the symptoms of that disease, which were debilitating at times. Luckily, in the last two years, I've received some excellent medical care, and I've had the bad parts of my colon removed. I've gotten on medication that works. And so now my Crohn's is in remission. But from my understanding, you still don't quite understand what causes or what you know makes Crohn's comes back, and it's possible it might come back again. So I wanted to go now while I know my body can handle it and I'm not going to look back and go, oh, shoot, I should have gone back then. So that's why I'm going now. I'm most excited about on this trail of all the things that could happen. I'm excited about the stuff that I can't predict happening, things that are going to catch me off guard, good, bad, or otherwise. I'm just excited to see what the trail is going to throw at me and just see how I respond to it. I am honestly mostly nervous about logistical things. Um, mentally, physically, I know I can tough things out, but I'm famous for, you know, little space cadet moments where I forget things. I'm famous for um, always leaving at least one thing behind when I go on a trip. So as I've been packing for uh, going down to Amicalola, I drive there tomorrow. I've put in my bags and I'm like, okay, the socks go in. Where are the socks? Okay, they're in the bag. They're in the bag. Cool. I'm going to open up the bag. The socks are still there. Cool. All right, on to the next thing. But I'm just going to double check that everything, there's the socks. Okay, because I don't want one little thing being off. Once I get on the trail, I know I can do it. It's just getting there. That's got me worried. Thankfully, getting there will be done in about two days. And what I hope I get out of this experience is kind of something to hang my hat on, but also just proof, undeniable proof that I can do challenging things that I set out to of my own volition and accomplish them. And not necessarily in a pretty way, not necessarily doing everything right and never getting hurt, but doing things that I want to do, making mistakes because I seek the challenge and will stumble my way there. And then summiting that mountain literally and proverbially and knowing that I'm tough, I can do whatever I want, and then I can carry that with me for the rest of my life, maybe onto other trails, maybe onto career, whatever it is, I feel like this is the jump start to, like I said, the rest of my life, and I'm just so excited to get out there and do it and see what happens. Yeah, so that's me. That's why I'm doing this. And I'm excited to be providing my story and for you all to follow along. And I hope inspires some of you or at the very least entertains you. So with that, this is Good Soup signing off. Be well.
This is Derek Whitteman here, uh, trail name. We will find out in about six weeks uh, when I start the Appalachian Trail in the northbound direction. I'm currently recording from San Antonio, Texas, where I've lived for the last four years. But originally, I hail from a small town in Northern California called Paradise. It's in the foothills of the Sierra Nevadas, and that's where I grew up and where my love for hiking began. It's a town that's bordered by lakes and rivers, and basically every day in the summer, we would spend time hiking the canyons to get to different swimming holes and jump off rocks in the water. And it's just a really special place that uh, has helped shape my love and appreciation for the outdoors. Currently, I'm 36 years old. Uh, I'll be 37 by the time I start the trail, so I'm rapidly approaching boomer status. I uh, am a physician by occupation, and I'll be taking uh, time off from that career to, you know, hike in the woods. I've always been fairly active. I did basketball, football, and track in high school at UC Davis. I was on the crew team in college. And my hiking resume uh, up to this point, I have not done a through hike. However, I have a pretty extensive day hiking resume, I suppose. I've done a number of hikes in Zion National Park, Big Bend, Yosemite, sections of the John Muir Trail. I, I lived in Hawaii for a year and did a number of day hikes out there, including the Kalalau Trail along the Nepali coast in Kauai. So we'll see if any of that prepares me for the AT. Along those lines, why am I hiking the Appalachian Trail? Well, I went to med school in West Virginia, and that's where I first learned about the Appalachian Trail. I had a buddy in med school that decided he was going to hike the Appalachian Trail and take a year off of med school. And I heard him say that, and I said, you're crazy. Uh, <laughs> you're going to walk on foot from Georgia to Maine. No, thank you. I will, I will pass on that one, but I ended up following his trail via his flicker at the time and just got fully sucked into his journey. And by the time he finished, I knew that this was something that I had to do for myself. And I've spent the last eight years in the army since I graduated med school. And this has been my first opportunity to take you know, more than 30 days off at a time. So here I am uh, about six weeks out from starting and I'm definitely looking forward to getting back east to, you know, the mountains and the trees. And I definitely left a piece of my heart out there when I, when I left. What's one of the things I'm most excited about for the trail? Well, I'm definitely excited to explore new places. I'm excited to meet new people. I'm excited to test both my physical and mental resolve. And I'm also excited to take on as many trail challenges as I can. I have plans to do the Forest State Challenge, the Half Gallon Ice Cream Challenge, hike Mount Musilaki in a dress, you know, maybe even the Virginia Tomato Challengers, or uh, making up a couple of my own challenges. We'll see. Because, uh, you know, hiking 2,200 miles is, is just not hard enough, and why not make things more difficult, right? What is something that I'm most nervous about? I guess all of my nerves and potential fears about the trail boil down to potential injury, and more specifically injuries that are gonna lead to failure, basically not completing 
the Appalachian Trail and basically being part of the 75% that doesn't complete their through hike. Actually, Derek, what the listeners want to hear is more specifics about what you're nervous about on the trail. Okay, well, since you asked, I just can't get this thought out of the back of my head that I'm just going to be walking down the trail and I have my earbuds in, I'm having a great day, listening to an audible or music or what have you, and just, you know, looking around anywhere not at my feet basically and I'm just going to step on a rattlesnake and it's going to bite me and that's going to be at the end of my through hike right there um that or uh I've been dealing with some knee issues I've been rehabbing an Achilles tendon injury for the better part of a year and um that just one of these injuries is going to crop up and not going to be able to continue uh, the rest of my hike, and that's going to be the end of it. I think ideally we would all like to embrace our inner Barney Stinson character from How I Met Your Mother and, you know, just be able to run a marathon with zero preparation. Um, and at one point in my life, that was me. I, uh, when I was in the military, I did the Norwegian ruck march, which is 18.6 miles with a 25 pound ruck and you have to complete it in four and a half hours. And my training for that consisted of walking on a treadmill for 10 minutes just to get my pace down. And the next day batter up and I did it. I completed it. Um, but that was a younger Derek. And, um, you know, I've been trying to, to rehab my injuries as much as possible and we'll, we'll see how things go. Uh, you know, doctors make the worst patients. So what do I hope to gain from this experience? Mostly I am hoping to, uh, slow down and just enjoy the walk and, you know, the occasional hitching a ride into town. I, I tend to be too focused on the future and I neglect the, you know, the here and the now. And so just, you know, slowing down, smelling the roses, and just enjoying things along the trail as they come to me. And really just being present every day with the entire experience. So if I could leave you with one last uh, nugget of wisdom uh, from the aforementioned Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother. Here's how you run a marathon. Step one, start running. And there is no step two. Well, this is Derek. Until next time, over and out. can't roll your r's areola works yeah like that um you might know me as minstrel on trail because i really like to sing and that's kind of just who i feel like i am out there um so i'm going to be hiking the pacific crest trail i am starting march 18th which i am beyond excited about i'm going to be hiking it for my 40th birthday yeah i can't believe i'm hitting the big 4-0 it's kind of nuts. For work, I am a physical therapist assistant. The easiest way to think of that is like what a nurse is to a doctor, I am to a physical therapist. They do the heavy thinking, I do the heavy lifting. That's what I like to say. Really overly simplified. For backpacking experience, one of my 
favorite things to do is to just get away for a little weekender with my dog, um, maybe my partner. I just love going out. Uh, though I have done the Tahoe Rim Trail in 2019, and I did the Wonderland Trail in 2021. Um, I just, they were just beautiful. And at the end of the Wonderland Trail, I just, I, I broke down because I just, I didn't want it to be done. I just, I love being out there and drinking water that I've filtered myself and breathing fresh air and just looking at all the plants and smelling the dirt and looking at mushrooms and saying hi to all the critters. I I just love being outside. I don't know, guys. So I'm originally from Arizona. I love the desert, especially the low desert. The Sonoran Desert just makes my heart sing. I love seeing all the plants out there, the animals, the textures, the mountains. Arizona is absolutely breathtaking and the desert just gets such a bad rap nobody really understands it everybody thinks of the desert as just that shimmering heat coming off of the road as somebody walks into a distance that the movies say it is and they think of it as this barren wasteland but the desert is alive there's so much movement and life and just things that exist out there that nobody expects and i i absolutely love that I don't know. So the mo the thing that I really should talk about is why I'm hiking. Um, of course, I did mention that I'm going to be going for my 40th birthday, but one of the big reasons that I wanted to do the PCT is I feel like my whole life, I've kind of feel like I've been living for other people and I've really let others define kind of my existence and who I am and why I do what I do and I, I really want to get out there just so I can take some concrete steps to isolate why I am who I am and what I want to do for myself. I want to I want to live the life I want to live and it's time for me to do that and being out on trail I never feel more like myself than when I'm doing that. I love Feral Eddie. I love Minstrel. He is the best version of me. Another thing that I'm really out there to do is I'm I'm Jewish. I don't keep kosher in my daily life though, and I have a lot of friends who are significantly more observant than I am and who do keep kosher, and I want to go keep kosher for my first month on trail for all my resupplies, all of my trail cooking, all of that stuff, just so I can see how feasible it is or what kind of modifications my friends might need to make if if they want to, to go out on trail, because I, I feel like representation matters, and there's so little representation for observant Jews out there, and and I think I think it's important, and I would love to to make a foray into that. The thing I'm most excited about, though, is actually just experiencing it. I want to wake up and see what the day is going to bring. What's it going to, what's it going to do? What obstacles am I going to have? What successes am I going to have? What modifications or adaptations am I going to make? And it looks like I might have to make a few because the Sierra Nevada mountains are getting absolutely pummeled right now with, with snow. 
I have no idea what that's going to look like. And I'm really excited for that. That's actually what I'm most nervous about is what's going to happen in the Sierras, the Sierras, because I'm a desert boy. I like the warmth. I'm not a, I'm not a cold, cold guy. I'm a toasty boy. So that's going to be interesting. I mean, I've been living in outside of Seattle for a little bit now uh, on a physical therapist assistant assignment, but man, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the cold. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm nervous about. What I really want to get out of the experience is just seeing what I can do. I'm really, really good at underestimating myself. And when I put myself through something and give myself a challenge, I know that I'm really good at coming through with it. And I want to see what I can come through with because I want to see some surprises for myself. I've not had enough of those lately. I want to see all the things that I can see. And I know that going through something like this, what you expect to get out of it or what you hope to get out can be completely different than what you actually can get out. And just being present, just waking up every day and experiencing it is really the thing that you can do to that you have to do to get the most out of it. And that's, that's what I want to get out of it is just being present and living that. So I'm really excited and I'm really excited to have all of you following me. Thank you so much. Uh, if you find me on Instagram, you can see the photos that I take singing S I N G I N G Sabre S A B R E. I'll see you out there. resident piece of hiker trash. (laughs) I'm talking to you right now from my friend's basement in Juneau, Alaska, which was my home for about 10 years or so. But I'm originally from the East Coast, 36 years old, and I moved to Juneau when I was 25 years old for a job. Um, I worked as a reporter, writer, and editor for a local newspaper for a full decade here. Um... And as much as I love my job and all the opportunities it gave me um, and like an awesome experience here, I was very burned out. So I'm the case of kind of like a career professional who is just so burned out, really. It's just the most appropriate phrase um, that I started making some major changes in my life. Um, And ultimately, that's what led me to trail. So I've been lucky enough that since that time, I have done two long-distance hikes, um, and this AT hike will be my third uh, long-distance trek, which I'm super pumped about. And I should also note, I have not yet completed a thru-hike. So if all goes well on this AT hike, I can, at the end, call myself a (laughs) thru-hiker. So when I first came to Gino, I had almost no outdoor experience or knowledge or any skills. Um, but, you know, one of the gifts of living here is you just pick stuff up um, just from living in Alaska uh, and all the friends who kind of show you the way. 
so with time, you know, I became, uh, you know, a proficient kayaker. I love biking. I forage uh, for berries and mushrooms. Um, I just learned so much in the decade that I've had here. Um, and it gave me the confidence in 2021 to try my first um, long distance hike. So in 2021, I was pretty burned out from my job, which I loved, but I, you know, it was just taking a toll on me that was just a little too much. Um, and I thought I would change up my life a little bit. <laughs> By a little bit, I, I guess I mean a lot. <laughs> I um, moved out of state. I sold everything I owned, my kayak, my bike, everything, and um, took a fun summer job in Virginia where my sister lives. And at the end of that summer job, I decided, heck, like I'm in Virginia, let's just hike it. So that was my first um, long distance trek. It was 555 miles um, northbound, Nobo, um, on the AT. Um, and it is the longest state on trail. So I, there's something about having done it already. It gives me confidence that I can do it again. <laughs> um, but yeah, as a section hiker, uh, I I just really wanted the through hiker experience. So I finished that lash long ass section hike and wanted more. I just, you know, that was just dipping my toe in. You know, I, I really feel like transformed after that hike. Just very passionate about being on trail. I just wanted more and more and more. Um, and I knew it was like the start of something really different, uh, something out of my comfort zone. Um, but something that would be ultimately very rewarding. So uh, after that hike, I moved in with my parents, which I haven't done since I was 18 years old. <laughs> and um, they very graciously allowed me to live there uh, to save on rent money while I saved up money for my next trail. So I was very lucky and got a permit to hike the PCT, the Pacific Crest Trail, and I hiked that last year. So I did a Lash of Virginia 2021 PCT through hike, although I can't technically call it a through because I didn't finish Washington. Um, so I stopped around. I still have like 300, 400 miles of Washington, which is like the best part of trail. So I can't wait to go back one day and finish that. Um, but fast forward to now, um, I, can't, I returned to Juneau uh, and I'm staying with friends and earning money here to be able to do this AT through hike. Um, so I'm really someone who has uh, gotten the hiking fever, hiking bug, and I don't want to go back. <laughs> I can't go back to life before, you know, it's it's just, this is like such a big part of my life now, and I've kind of arranged my whole life um, to be, to allow myself to hike these longer trails. Um, so, f so fair warning to anyone out there who's debating through hiking. You just may never stop like me. <laughs> um, yeah, if I could hike forever, I would. If I had all the money in all the world, I would just stay on trail forever. I'm just absolutely head over heels in love with through hiking. Um, so a little bit about what I like about it is like, imagine this world that's it's like this parallel universe where everything is topsy-turvy and like upside down in the best way possible <laughs> like everyone out there is trying to reach a common goal and everyone looks out for one another and like helps each other for the most part you know so it's just like an unbelievable community of hikers um people you know can 
like gift you, you know, a smile when you're down, which sounds so cheesy, but like truly when your body is like breaking down and you're in hysterics, you know, like the strangers that you meet on trail are just essential <laughs> to like helping you on your journey. Um, and then you can give the same to others. So it's just like this really beautiful thing. Um, I just love being on trail so much. Um, so I'm just very excited. I'm most excited about this through hike, um, just getting back on trail, living that good life, getting as dirty and stinky as humanly possible and just loving every second of it. <laughs> um, the thing I'm most nervous about, um, is I have terrible junk knees. My knees just absolutely suck. <laughs> so, uh, the PCT, uh, you know, which I largely completed is, a, a much gentler grade. And I had a feeling that I would be able to do that, you know, without in, any issue, which I was for the most part. Um, but nowadays my knees seem even worse. So I'm just a little nervous. Like, can my body do another through hike? Like, please let me be able to do this. I hope my body carries me through. <laughs> um, but that is my biggest source of anxiety is my knees, my Achilles, like my body having the, you know, having it in myself to like do this to my body again. <laughs> As you know, uh, through hiking is just incredibly hard on your body. Um, so yeah. Um, so I'm so thrilled to be hiking again this summer, and I can't wait to meet all of you uh, listeners out there. Uh, feel free to get in touch and say hi when you're on the trails. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. correspondent this year and I'm really excited to tell you a little bit more about my story, my background, and why I'm hiking the AT this year. To start a little bit more about me, I'm originally from Wisconsin, um, have spent most of my life there. I did go to college in Indiana and worked there for four years after I graduated. I'm in my mid-20s, I'm 26 so I'm at a really good point in my life to take this adventure before things get too crazy and I have too many responsibilities. Um, some of the things that I'm interested in outside of work is I'm a huge Badger fan and Green Bay Packer fan. You probably could have guessed that. And uh, I'm also a big trivia and history nut. So very curious person. I enjoy reading, meeting new people, learning as much as I possibly can. If you're in my tramley, you'll probably get annoyed with me over time because I'll be the person that's always looking up the history of the region that we're in and stopping by the signs on the side of the trail or at a trailhead telling you a little bit more about the geography or history of that area. I'm also a really big extrovert. I love meeting new people. So that's one thing that's really exciting for me about the AT is the opportunity to make new friendships and new connections with people of all different backgrounds who are hiking the trail. And I'm also a really big runner and enjoy um, half marathons, marathons, and even ultra marathons. So the long distance endurance nature of through hiking is something that I've been really drawn to. To get a little bit more specific on my career, I work at a startup that builds safety software for large manufacturers, construction, basically any heavy industry. 
And in that job, I was basically working with clients to get the most out of their software experience, um, helping with renewals, upsells, all that fun stuff, an account manager. To get a little more specific on my camping and backpacking experience, um, I would say I'm in the kind of intermediate to beginner category of backpacking, but I've been a camper my whole life. Ever since I was a little kid, my family's been really into camping and being outdoors. In fact, I actually lost my first tooth at a state park. <laughs> so I've always been outside really from growing up all the way to now, but I've really gotten more into backpacking in the last four years. Um, over that time, I've done a couple different trips, um, mostly in Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana, and Wisconsin for a total of about 150 miles. That's included sections of the Sheltoe Trace in Kentucky and parts of Tennessee, um, the Hoosier National Forest, and then just some trails around my hometown in southern Wisconsin. Why do I want to hike the AT in 2023? There's a lot of reasons for this, and I can't say there's just one thing, um, and that maybe makes my story a little unique. But um, there's really a couple of different things that I'm hoping to get out of the experience. I first found out about the AT after I graduated from college, and I was looking for kind of a cool goal or experience to have in my 20s because I didn't really have the chance to study abroad while I was in college. And I was always drawn to the idea of spending six months being really invested in kind of your own personal growth and spending a ton of time doing rich experiences. And when I was in college, we had a lot of turmoil in the country. We still do. And I think it would be important to learn a little more about the history of this country. And naturally, as you learn about the history of the East Coast and the South, you start to learn a little bit more about the Appalachians and the AT. And so as soon as I read about it, I knew this was something that I just had to learn more about and that I was going to do someday. And since then, I've read a ton of the books, seen all the YouTube videos, been listening to the trek, reading the trek, and have been preparing to do this at some point. And really in July of last year, it became clear to me that this March is the perfect time for me to start my adventure on the Appalachian Trail. So that's a little bit more about how I heard about the AT. Um, some of the things that I'm nervous about, I'm obviously nervous about Lyme disease. I think everybody is as far as danger goes. Otherwise, I'm not too worried about safety or anything like that. Just obviously trying to make sure I keep a good head on my shoulders. Um, but I would say like in a more philosophical sense, I'm a little nervous about spending that much time alone. Um, I'm definitely an extrovert, like I said, and love being around people. And I look forward to meeting a tramley. But I also think there's going to be lots of times, especially in the first couple of weeks, where I'm going to be by myself for long periods of time. And that's a big reason why I want to do the AT is to challenge myself to grow in that way. But it's also something that I think will be really hard for me and would probably be one of the bigger things that would be a threat for me leaving the trail. So that's what I'm kind of most nervous about and a little bit of part of the reason why I'm doing the AT. Some other reasons why I'm doing the AT is I really um, am excited about the intersection between being outdoors and the history like I mentioned, I'm really, really into reading history, trivia, everything like that. And the AT is just by, it's got to be by far like one of the most historic trails, just in the sense of all the Civil War history, the colonial history, um, the indigenous history, the Appalachia history. There's so much that's happened in that part of the country, and I'm excited to learn more about it. Um, and then I also really want to challenge myself to be better about living with less. I mean, obviously having 20 to 25 pounds of food and gear on your back really tells you what you truly need in life and what you truly don't need. 
And I'm looking forward to experiencing something where for six months I have to live with less just because it's so easy these days to feel like you have to buy everything to be happy. And then finally, um, I'm not necessarily looking for a soul defining kind of discovering myself experience. I'm just excited to do something new and have an adventure of a lifetime. Um, I'm really looking forward to just having fun for six months and enjoying it. And certainly it's not a vacation, but I think there's going to be lots and lots of highs and lots and lots of opportunities to do things that you don't get to do on a normal basis. And that's a big reason why I want to do the AT as well. Um, and I guess maybe, uh, to put that in a more philosophical lens too, that comes down to just having a greater appreciation for the simple things in life, like connections with other humans, spending time in nature, seeing the beauty of the world that we live in. And again, realizing that you can get through life without having a ton of stuff and things. So that's a little bit more about my story. PCT in 2017, and I also tried to hike it in 2020, and here we are today trying to hike it in 2023, and the funny thing is, I was like, what can top 2017 and what can top COVID, and of course, we got like, we just got a whole lot of fucking snow, I mean, come on, it's like I cannot get a break when it comes to hiking the PCT, but I mean, it wouldn't be the PCT for me if there wasn't something that was just kind of like shitty. So for everybody who's hiking in 2023, you're welcome. I brought you my luck. Anyway, it's just kind of odd for me, I guess, to be in hiking in the first place, considering my background. I grew up in East L.A. I'm mixed race. I'm Mexican and half black Puerto Rican. I never knew who my father was. He was not interested in being a dad, and and I'm okay with that. I don't have a need for him to be in my life in order for me to feel complete or to know who I am. Anyway, my mom's side of the family is Mexican. We're fourth-generation American-Mexican, and I would say because of that, we are more like a Chicano-style family versus a family from Mexico. We grew up not knowing Spanish, nor did we really have a sense of the Mexican culture other than whatever happened at school for like Cinco de Mayo. But growing up in my mom's side of the family was really hard. They had a rough childhood. And there's a whole lot to go with this as far as context. But for time, I don't have time to explain it. But we had a pretty rough family. I grew up with them calling me nigger, blackie, sambo. Any derogatory word you can think of, that's what they called me. And and that definitely left its mark on me. Anyway, eventually my mom moved us away. We ended up moving to this town near Tehachapi. It was primarily uh, Mexican and Filipino. And that brought its own set of problems for me because when we moved there, The Mexicans that were there, they considered us not Mexican because we didn't know Spanish and we weren't from Mexico. And I had a lot of them tell me that I needed to know Spanish and I needed to know my culture and my heritage and I need to be respectful of that. And that pissed me off even more 
because a lot of them refused to learn English, so I purposely refused to learn Spanish out of spite. Anyway, after I graduated from high school, I really didn't know what to do with myself. You know, I wasn't good in school and I really hadn't thought about college. College wasn't something that was an option for us or even pushed for us. Um, my mom was taking care of my sister and brother still and really couldn't provide for me. And I just wanted to move out more than anything. So I moved out when I was 18 and I tried to do college. I took a lot of art classes because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know. And to be honest, if college was an option for me now, I still wouldn't know what I wanted to do or would like to do. So what I ended up doing was just kind of floating by because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I know that I didn't want to get married. I didn't want to have kids. I didn't want to end up like anybody in my family. And I was also struggling with depression. Uh, I don't know how much story to give because it's a whole lot of story and not enough time. The gist of it was I tried to kill myself and what had actually stopped me as I was doing it was somebody, just the thought of somebody telling my mom that I had killed myself after everything she went through for us and for me. So if for a few years, I just kind of skated by on that guilt. And I was struggling with, I was just struggling with keeping up with that. And I, it was just exhausting. And it just was not a good place to be for me. And I knew I needed to go one way or the other. And so I had kind of made this stupid little deal with myself that if I was going to kill myself, I had to first live before I did it. And I had to be serious about it. And of course, the first few years, I was still letting myself wallow in my depression. But eventually, one of the guys I was dating kind of forced my hand. And if not for this guy being a dick, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at now. So if he's out there, thank you. This guy brought in his new girlfriend to my job to just kind of rub in my face and... I just quit and got a new job. And actually, it was a job in banking. And working in banking kind of helped me get a job quite easily wherever I moved. It was a job I was always able to get within two weeks of me moving someplace to. And also, too, because I was working in banking, I had two weeks off. I got paid vacation. I had paid sick. And I was also making just a dollar more, which kind of helped with me saving. And it also taught me how to save and do things. So I started to travel and I started slowly or, or I did little trips. I went to San Francisco and I did that a couple of times by myself. And then I went to New York and then I went to Iceland and then I went to New Zealand. And I actually had to learn how to drive in order for me to do a road trip across New Zealand. This was like somewhere in my 30s. And I'm still working like lower end paying jobs. So I actually had to work every day for two years in order for, for me to do that trip. And in between all that, I also moved. I lived in New Mexico, Hawaii. And then of course, hiked the PCT. And that meant me sucking up my pride and asking my mom if I can live with her for a little bit so I can save up for that. 
And and the funny thing is, if I had not hiked the PCT, I would not have met my partner who I've been with for five years. When I got off the trail, I didn't want to go back home to California. So I came back to Washington and I had some friends that let me stay with them. And I was able to get a job and I had went to Ikea to get some stuff. And that's where I met him. And he's not a stranger, by the way. I actually used to work with him about... 15 years ago, and I had a crush on him. So it was just a weird twist of fate that I bumped into him. And yeah, that's our story. And I'm leaving a whole lot out, like how I got into making my gear, but I'm trying to keep this under seven minutes and I've passed. So sorry. together with my dog Tilly. First, when I mentioned my plans to go to the USA for six months to walk such a long distance, my friends and my family thought I made a joke, especially when I told them that I will take my dog Tilly with me. What? They asked me. You are going to hike so many miles along with a dog? We are going to sleep outside in a tent for so many days, even when the weather is bad and cold? You are crazy. Most of them couldn't believe that I would put my plans in operation and do the hike. At first, I talked with my husband about it, because he's the one who have to stay at home and have to take care of our family, household, our garden, our pets, and everything else. Without his support and help, I couldn't do that trip. I live in a small village in the northern part of Germany. A part of Germany without any hills and mountains. So the everyday walking with my dog is not very exhausting really. And I think we should have made more exercise in a landscape with mountains. And that's worried me a little bit. So we have to get the apraxis while we are on the trail. So what I can say about myself. I'm 56 and a mother of three sons. They are nearly grown up. The oldest one is 22 and the twins' 19th birthday is in March this year. They both are disabled and have a tetraspastic since they are born. That means it is difficult for them to walk and use their legs and arms right. So my husband and I stayed at home all the years and take care of them. We worked really hard for their independence and I'm sure they will live of their own one day. They still go to school and I worry about their schoolwork while I'm away a little bit. My family says it's typical for me and I should, shouldn't worry about it. Okay, I hope I can manage that. My oldest son has finished his education as a mechanic this year and is going to move out and together with his girlfriend. So some things will be different when I get home in six months. So why am I hiking? I need some time out. My head is full what I have done, what things I have to do, what I have to organize for the kids, homework, school. Many times I have to argue with departments to get permissions for physiotherapy and special stuff for school for the twins. 
I have to argue to get more money for both of them. I have fought so much that my sons are able to go get a good education at school. When you are disabled, everything changes in life. You can't be a normal family anymore. Everything is different and very exhausting, especially after so many years of care and fighting. I really need time out, time for myself, time for my overthoughts. I have never been in the USA before, and I know the AT only from the film Walking in the Woods by Bill Bryson. I know the tray will be very exhausting sometimes, but I also know that it will be a very exciting experience for me. I hope to get new power for my kids and my family. And I don't walk alone. I have my dog Tilly. I got her seven years ago from Romania. She was a street dog and lived in a shelter in the eastern part of Romania. I got her from an animal care organization and she's such a lovely dog since she stayed with us. I don't know what kind of adventures expected us and what kind of challenge we have to manage. I'm not sure if Tilly is able to walk such a long distance nearly every day. I hope she does. And what about me? I'm also not sure of myself. I don't know if my plans get it in the right direction every time. But I will try it. Try to through-hike the AT And I know that no one of us can faster walk than the slowest one of us. So we will see, and I'm very, very exciting, of the next months. You will hear from me again. Ciao! Correspondence listeners, this is Summer, and today I'm going to go ahead and tell you a little bit about myself so you can get a better idea of who you're going to be hearing from over the next couple of months. So, a little bit about me I'm 21 years old, currently living in Portland, Oregon. Um, I'm a hairstylist by day and uh, a hiker in my free time. Um, in terms of my experience in the outdoors, um, really started when, I mean, I've been hiking since I was like as young as I can remember. We lived in Hawaii and we had all these trails, you know, right out from our backyard and we'd go hiking and so that was really my introduction. And then when we moved to Alaska when I was a little bit older, obviously, you know, tons of camping and lots of hiking there and going and picking blueberries every summer and all of that, but I didn't really get into hiking as my own kind of hobby and own passion until I moved to Oregon in 2020. And obviously, you know, COVID, everything was closed and I didn't particularly want to be around people. So I just went and wandered into the woods and really fell in love with it. So I haven't looked back. Um, also being in Oregon, um, the PCT, you know, there's trails all over, but yeah, we have lots of trails in Mount Hood and stuff that go along the PCT and I would go and hike those and then I'd be like, huh, I wonder what it'd be like to do like all of it. 
And I fell down the rabbit holes watching the YouTube videos, listening to podcasts and everything. And that's when I really decided that I wanted to make it happen for myself. Um, I don't have a ton of backpacking experience yet, mostly just tons and tons of day hiking. Done a handful of overnight backpacking trips. Um, but logistically, you know, it's just a bit harder. And yeah, so I am super stoked for this. Obviously, first through hike, first big backpacking trip. So very excited. And I guess the reason why I'm hiking is just because ever since I was a kid, my parents have been such big adventurers and really instilled that in me. And this just feels like the right adventure at the right time. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm 21. I, I don't have kids yet. I don't have pets. I don't have a partner. I don't have anything to really hold me back from, from doing it. So feels like a good time to kind of put things on pause for a while and go live this crazy adventure. So kind of why I'm hiking. Um, what am I most excited about on the PCT? I'd say most excited for all the incredible views. I mean, I, I just love the mountains out West here. It's just incredible. Um, I, I did tons of road trips last summer and went down to California, went up to Washington. So I've done parts of the PCT and, you know, all, all the States, <laughs> all three of the States that it goes through. Um, and I just love it. And I think there's something so cool about starting in the desert and then going through these high, incredible mountains and then through all the, you know, going through volcanoes. I mean, you just see so much throughout the experience that I think is incredible. And also just meeting all the people along the way. Um, as someone who I would consider myself definitely an introvert and definitely struggled with social anxiety, you know, throughout my whole life, but I think it's going to be really incredible to meet all these awesome people out there who have such big shared passion for this and all the, you know, whether that's hikers or the incredible trail angels all along the way who, you know, do this just out of the kindness of their heart and just hearing everyone's stories. And I think it's going to be really cool. I'm excited for that. Um, what am I most nervous for? Well, I'll tell you what I'm most nervous for as I'm recording this, which is in the beginning of March, is uh, the snow. If you haven't read the, yeah, California's snow right now is pretty, pretty insane. Um, it's definitely, I definitely kind of keep coming and going on being nervous and then being excited again. So trying to just stay excited, but it's definitely going to be an interesting year. I think it'll be quite a, quite, yeah, quite an interesting year for the PCT. So we'll see how it goes. But, um, I, I guess what I'm hoping to get out of this experience kind of ties into that is the PCT specifically, but I mean, for any long trail, you can only control so much. You can plan out as much as you want to plan out, but at the end of the day, mother nature is going to do whatever she wants to do. And, you know, everything's going to happen the way it happens, whether you plan for it or not. So I think learning to roll with the punches and just go with the flow will be really good for me since I do kind of like to 
plan everything and I want to I just want to feel in control of things that helps me you know be less anxious so I think it'll be good for me to not necessarily be able to um as nerve as nerve-wracking as it is I think it'll be really good for me so that's kind of what I'm hoping to get out of this is just learning to be more flexible and embrace um and you know embrace the challenge and embrace the suck and you know you'll you'll come out of it stronger and that's ultimately what I want I want a challenge I want to push myself and I want to see what I'm capable of and this will definitely be the year to do it (laughs) so yeah um that kind of sums sums up a little bit about me um but I'm just super excited to share my journey with you all and excited to get out there so yeah until next time this is summer bye year-old hiker who is getting ready to jump onto the PCT in late March. I have fairly extensive backpacking experience. Um, Most recently, some of my favorite trips have been the Arizona Trail, the Pennsylvania Mid-State Trail, some lashes on the AT, being up in the Brooks Range and doing 100, 200 miles at a time between my feet and my pack raft. Um, I did some Caminos in Portugal and Spain, some of the Fisherman Way in Portugal, Kilatoa Loop down in Ecuador, Wallkill Valley in New York, New Jersey, and just kind of countless other little hikes throughout Alaska and the world. Um, I'm getting really excited about getting on to the PCT. This has been a dream I've been working on for many years. And many things have gotten in the way. Um, Originally, I was supposed to hike the PCT in 2020. And, well, we all know what happened in 2020. And while I did do a short section that year, it ended up being the best choice that I get off and work. Um, And then... After that, after a couple thousand more hiking, miles hiking on a few other trails, my hip problems came to more light. Ended up having it taken apart, screwed back together, had to spend a couple months relearning how to walk, and really took me a full year to start getting back strength. Tried to jump back onto the PCT last year, but after 200 miles, it was clear I had more healing and strengthening to do before my body was ready to be hiking again after such a huge surgery. Um, so I guess third time's a charm. Um, I'll hop on the trail here in late March and see how it goes. Um, I did just finish hiking 350 miles in Portugal So that I know that my hip and my body is strong enough and I'm just really ready to be out and doing what makes me feel whole in a place I feel whole. I'm excited about the people. I'm excited 
the long miles of walking in the mountains and just the way that my brain is so clear out there and the world is just so, it makes sense. You get up, you walk, you do your day, you eat some great food and you go to sleep and it's just a pace that I really enjoy and I always come out of with my brain just working so much better. Um, I'm definitely nervous about a lot of things. I've had a medically complicated few years. Um, there's a few things that my doctor and I are definitely keeping an eye on while out on the trail. Um, a few things that could definitely pull me off trail for a limited amount of time until I'm able to get back on. Um, also nervous like anybody is this year about all the crazy storms that are hitting California, the impacts to the community, the people, and then to a lesser extent, our hikes. Um, I don't think any of us are heading straight into the Sierra like we had hoped. And I hope those that do are prepared. Um, at this point, I'm just kind of going to start walking at Campo and see what happens. Um, I'm not out here to prove anything to anyone. And if parts of the trail I don't feel safe on, I will find another time to hike them. Um, I'm out here to spend time in the mountains and the woods and walk, um, not to prove that I can do a straight line. Um, that's just me and my plans for my hike for what is going to be a crazy year. Um, and what am I hoping to get out of this experience? I just want to walk, honestly. I just want to take a few months and just walk. Um, I don't have any grand aspirations. I hope to meet some really, really amazing people. hope to feel my soul, feel comfortable in the mountains, and feel the way that I can breathe when I'm surrounded by the stars or the sun and the flowers and the mountains and the space and the openness. Don't need much more than that. Hoping to get as many miles as I can done of the trail. You know, if I'm lucky, I can connect the two borders. And if not, I will have a great time doing what I can on the trail. So, it's going to be another amazing summer of hiking. Just Panther, signing out. Well, there you have it. 13 aspiring hopeful through hikers inviting us in on the journey. Join us next time to go over our correspondence preparations they made for their treks. From physical training to on-trail logistics and so much more in between, we'll get a close-up view of how these hikers are making plans and making moves that will hopefully grant them passage from one terminus to the other. I'm Kenneth Moron Ferrero, and this has been Season 4, Episode 1 of Trail Correspondence. Happy trails, y'all.